y'all like Uncool, a way too deep dive into the shallowest people on the planet. I'm Eliza, and I'm joined by my lovely friend and co-host, Mr. Alex Morand. My advice is shit. Literally. Oh, Erica, Erica Jane, Jane is here. tagline is that? <laughs> that was a great Erica impression. All right, no pressure on Julia. We are also joined by Ms. Julia Baker. I will never accept your RSVP, but I won't miss the party. Oh, is that for Kenya? Of course. Oh, great. Okay, now I'm feeling the pressure because I have one for myself. Call me Kathy Hilton because I don't have a phone. Uh, <laughs> after so many weeks of fighting with AT&T, my phone finally gave me the middle finger and just doesn't work anymore. I've been living like a uh, high school Elizabeth, which means my phone's been taken away. But instead of being taken away by my parents, it's been taken away by the uh, Apple gods. I don't know. Yeah. So anyway... We had an excellent week of Bravo this week. Can we start with Atlanta? Yeah. All right, Atlanta. Um, I need to start with, so we went on a big girls trip this week. Kenya's saying, well, like, Brooklyn's supposed to come, but, like, she couldn't make it today, so I might stay at the house, I might not. Like, acting like her three-year-old daughter has a schedule of her own that she may or may not be able to make it to the trip. (laughs) Her daughter lost her phone. That's why yes. she doesn't know. I don't know why that like just killed me. <laughs> She's keeping her cards close to her chest, but it is because during the Bolo project, Candy went way harsh on the fact that Brooklyn was attending. Well, because there was going to be a stripper with his dong out. Now we know. Hindsight. Yeah, exactly. But I think that's why Kenya's so guarded. Mm-hmm. I, I agree. So... I get why the girls, you know, this has been across a couple of franchises now. We had it on Atlanta. We had it on Potomac. Don't bring your kids to a party. Julia and I have had this in real life. Do not bring your kids to a bachelorette party. It's weird. It makes people feel weird. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. It I was get a you, weird weekend. Yes, it was a weird weekend. I get that you want to be around your kids, but this isn't the time or place. So, And we don't care about your, the memories you're making with your child when we're drunk. Mostly that. So my question to you is, do you agree with Marlo's rule that Kenya either stays in the house and participates or she doesn't and she goes home? Alex, what do you think? I agree. With Marlo? Uh, Well, I was just thinking about, no, I agree with Marlo. um, But I was thinking about all the times that I have said I'm not going to an event and then shown up, which I have done (laughs) a lot in my life because I think it's, Every time I've thought it'd be like a funny thing to do, but I've never been in a situation where I showed up at like someone that I was actively feuding with's event. And I think also that like her choosing not to stay with them will just make that a topic of conversation in the house without Kenya. So I think Marlo's trying to avoid it just because that becoming the thing that hangs over the mm-hmm. her trip. So I'm team Marlo on this one. And also, I was—I thought she gave a very good speech to Kenya. I was very impressed. I thought Marlo was amazing. Um, it sums it all up right here when she said, you're on my trip, you're going to play by my rules. She's basically saying, I have my peach now. This is my first trip. You show up or you don't show at all. And I liked her setting out the ground rules. I also... Mm-hmm laughed out loud when we got to view Kenya and Candy's text to one another where Kenya says I'm here is anyone asking about me and Candy's response is yay to the first part and to the latter Candy responds 
no. <laughs> and I, it was just amazing. I also thought that the conversation that Marlo and Kenya had, their diva off at the restaurant at the closing of this episode, one, no other franchise can pull it off. Two, both of them held their ground and made, like, just so much sense about, like, where they're coming from. And they both threw equal amount of shade at each other. They are both on the same level. Marlo always accuses Kenya of lying, but Kenya is not innocent. And in a way, Marlo gave Kenya the grace by not going over every single thing that Kenya's done to Marlo. Like, in a way, I feel like, ding, 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 goes to Marlo. Marlo hits below the belt by bringing up Mark consistently. And that mm-hmm. really rubs in the wrong way. But to back up what mm-hmm. both you guys just said with the no text, can you lie about not coming? Mm-hmm. And so when I was watching it, I was like, fuck off, Marlo. Like, you're not going to let her participate. But then it's kind of like you're going to half-ass participate in the event and again bachelorette parties julia you and i attended one where the host half-assed attended and it wasn't fun it was like just don't be here don't don't have one toe on the door and not so like while i was watching it i was totally team kenya because i love her but now thinking about it in hindsight i'm kind of like going a little bit towards team marlo on that one take the whole show aspect you have to play to get paid and kenya's like flaunting a she's playing at like half speed and marlo's like no No. yeah i hate it when housewives do the the um who's gonna film who's not gonna film Mm -hmm. game like beverly hills is the worst offender i feel like Mm -hmm. and That really bothers me, like, oh, I'll film a little bit here, like how they did to Monique, not to bring up Potomac again. Can you tell I'm missing my Ashley Darby? Soon Mm -hmm. to be not Darby. Um, But, yeah, I do have to say, though, one of my favorite things about that dinner was when they walked in and were playing my favorite game, Cheese May About Everybody Who Else Is Here. Gosh, I even wrote that. I'm like, they're just like me. I've never felt housewives relate to me more. We are constantly in restaurants, but you know what? Spying, speculating. We only have the guts to go to the other table and ask them what their deal is after like seven margaritas, where these women can do it without even a tequila shot. Also, I they thought that they were tourists because they're so dressed up. Babes, it's a tiny <laughs> town. They knew you were coming with cameras. That's why they're dressed yeah, up. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. The bartender called them. Atlanta's so amazing. We've had three wick candles. We've had five wick candles. We've had medical grade candles but never before have we had a shady candle room pick marlo bravo that was also one of the saddest moments of any of these shows i've ever seen was drew's realization that that candle was not for her and it was for sonya she thought every single candle was hers and the one where it was like can i read it do you have it right i have it smells like repeat resolutions and wishful thinking it couldn't have been more perfect, especially at that moment, as she wishful thought that every other candle was hers. But the, but the one for Sonia was like, professional athlete, 
and something else. <laughs> it's like, it, was, it was exercise clothes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And she thought it was for. She thought every single one was for her, which is like, oh, but that one that's why she really thought was hers. Babe, it was so sad it's for Sonia. And I like that they're like, Drew, I'm glad you're having a good time now because here comes Sonia. <laughs> By the way, um, I have access to iFit, and I am too big of a chicken shit to try Sonia's. Um, I only do the little bicycle ones, so maybe I'll have to try Sonia's. Because they, like, talk to you while you do them. Don't They're you want to watch her? Isn't she cute? She's, I'm going to. I never do the treadmill ones. I'm gonna, I'll report back after please. I and try then Sonia. Have, then you have to sign up for Drop It With Drew. You can oh, come on. I compare the two. <laughs> I've got a question about, um, I, I guess this is, like, slang for something. I might sound totally dumb. But Sheree's referred to at one point as the bone carrier. That is a former... But like an older Sheree, and because she's been, she's the first housewife to be brought back three times. So that is a Sheree right. of the past, who I'm not familiar with. So I can't comment. She, uh, the bone carrier, is like she keeps receipts. I don't remember like that. And she harps on same old, same old, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's mostly like she never forgets. I don't oh. remember why it's called the bone carrier, but basically, like she's constantly as in like she carries everyone's. Skeletons in their closets. There you go, Alex. Whoop, there it is. Yes. That's well, exactly. That might one... totally not be it. <laughs> no, that's probably it. Let's just go with it. Well, there's one bone that's a little loosey goosey, <laughs> and that is her pinky toe bone. I couldn't listen to that story. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I will never put on a rain boot again. Alex, do you have a final thought? Final thought for me I didn't realize Candy's daughter and restaurant had the same name. Oh my gosh, I didn't even check that. Wait, what's her daughter's name? Blaze. <gasps> oh my gosh. Well, they probably were conceived at the same time, so they only had one name in them. They thought the name was so good, yeah. They were like, we'll use it for both. Well, enough with Atlanta. Is it time for Beverly Hills? Yeah. Yes. All right, Beverly Hills. Okay, let's start with the dinner. I almost had to text you guys. How would you feel about me not watching the Jamie Lee Curtis part? Because I've cringed a lot, especially in Beverly Hills. I I felt like I was going to vomit. I couldn't watch it. I was so repulsed by what I was saying. I've never laughed harder. Alex? I loved it. I thought it was was so funny. Dorit's reactions to Jamie Lee, um, it reminded me of the works of Jamie Lee Curtis's husband himself, Christopher Guest, mm-hmm. who directed Best in Show, Waiting for Guffman, the ultimate like cringe comedy movies. Mm-hmm. It felt like I was watching one of those. It, it was, was great. It was very on brand. Wait, does that mean it's she's self-aware? No, there's no way she's self-aware. If anything, she's auditioning to be like Rena's hype woman on QVC. It was a lot. It was it was horrible. Wait, does that hold hot and And then there was Sutton gluing Sheree's eye like closed. I mean there were so many funny things happening. Jamie Lee Curtis coming in with a Q tip. And still she did not save the day because the whole thing, that poor woman's eye was just so putting dry cotton on eyelash glue is gonna make everything significantly worse. Do you also notice that, like, she, Sheree was, like, Sutton's friend going into this, and then after that scene, Sheree seems like she, like, hates Sutton. Poor Sutton. Sutton's a little wackadoodle, but she offends Diana's space. Diana saying she needed to shower after eating lunch with her. Exfoliate. That was gross. Like, fuck off, Diana. And I, I, I don't even need Diana to be at the reunion, to be honest. What? We're gonna, like, say the same four things. 
Mm -hmm. Jamie Lee's parting words to Sutton were, good luck to you. Oh, Jamie Lee, what she will do for $25,000, really $50,000. Them Because sh- Diana did match Kyle's contribution. But did she really? Is no, this going to be Julia, another reunion no. thing where like Kyle goes after Garcelle, Kyle goes after Diana, and Kyle is having to like run around Beverly Hills they accusing won't. people for not donating money? She won't go after Diana, and that's got one thing to do with it. Yeah. And, that and we thing, all know what that is. Yeah, okay. Well, why do they target Garcelle in a different way? What about Garcelle is a little different? Hmm. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Hmm. Also, not enough Garcelle this episode. I'm sorry she had COVID because I missed her. Noticeable lack of Garcelle. And I love her Sheree. Oh, Sheree was really Is her working. name Sheree? Yes. It's also, oh, it's, it's also she by Sheree. It's the same name? Yes. Oh, I didn't. But it's oh. spelled a little different. That's why I was like, okay. Full so, cast member request, by the way. She's great, but she, and it may just be because she's not a full cast member, she'll come in guns a-blazing and then she'll be kind of like cut from a scene. Like when she told mm-hmm. Sutton, how is that working for you? Like, how is your current approach to life working for you? And Sutton's like, ugh, not well. That was amazing. But then she just kind of like falls into the background, but you know she's not falling to the background unless she's truly in the background, like trying to fix her eye. But, like, <laughs> they're not giving her proper friend of treatment, and I think Mm-mm. we need season one Sutton friend of. I need more looks. I need more testimonials. I need her. She doesn't have a talking head. Not a talking mm-hmm. head yet. We're justice for Sheree. Mm-hmm. Um, so, can we move on a little bit from Jamie Lee Curtis slinging very chic license plate covers to, wow, Kyle saying that she had an eating disorder was so rude. How could she take the limelight away from Crystal? Oh, wait. That was okay? Doesn't that feel a little, I don't know, hypocritical to what happens mere moments later? It's so weird. It's almost like Kyle understands that when somebody tells you something and you can relate, you voice that so then you feel like you're on the same playing field as them. Oh, wow. Isn't that like a basic human component? Mm-hmm. This is why this show is so tough for me to watch. It is the most frustrating experience of all time because you know they will not learn from this. Okay. I feel like Bravo did a disservice to the world during this episode of Beverly Hills. They had their eating disorder PSA. Yes. But abusing laxatives is a form of bulimia. And Thank I feel you. like we needed a Chiron because like this is a very well-known thing for anyone who understands eating disorders. But like we should have a Chiron that says... Abusive laxatives equals bulimia because it might be lost Mm -hmm. on some people. And this is like a nationwide broadcast thing. And just to have one little PSA saying like, if you think you have an eating disorder, call this number. But while watching this episode of Beverly Hills, you're going to think that you don't have an eating disorder if you're going to abuse laxatives. So bravo, shame on you. Also... After Erica says that tone-deaf, uneducated, laxative comment, she then yells at Crystal that she can't eat the fried chicken. Like, I feel like we needed little, like, fireworks going off that was like, 
no, no, no. Alex, when you heard the laxative comment, because I, Julia, I have in my notes, Erica, little arrow, laxatives equal eating disorder. It's a form of bulimia. It, it's like, I feel like that's pretty, Alex, did you catch that? Did you feel like that was, is this common knowledge? Do I feel like this is common knowledge? No, yeah, you, that's why I thought, that's what I thought sparked the initial outrage within Garcelle and that I assume like next week we'll dig more into it. I'm hoping. Oh, thank God. So this is, people know this, right? This I isn't like so. a spicy take. Like, if you're abused, the whole thing is like bulimia is like purging. And lack that is a form, yeah. A, a totally a form of purging. And so that was just so weird that Erica's like acting like it's okay. I don't know. That whole thing was very like your weird aunt saying something cringy to your friend at Thanksgiving. Also, I Googled and read mm-hmm. like the first five links, but from this, my Google shows that Crystal, I don't think, has come out saying that she's received treatment. I don't think she has. And if you're going to talk about it this much, like, please go get help. She even said that she was going to. So, like, please don't get help because, like, She saw what happened with Jackie. Jackie's friend of now because of that. Jackie is not friend of. She's officially a, despite Julia's rumors, (laughs) she is officially a full-time cast member. I didn't create the rumor. (laughs) It all says source, Julia. Um, By the way, like, I know that, you know, we shouldn't talk about looks, but holy shit, Jackie and those promo pics that we've seen, like, people who are at these bars in New Jersey, Jackie has never looked better. No, she looks She's, like, glowing. She looks so good. So I wish that... It's amazing what food does. Yeah. (laughs) So I hope that Crystal can, like, be on her path. And I like that she mentioned, like, I understand that this is going to pass down to my children since Mira last season two seasons mm-hmm. ago we had Rena and her daughter and her daughter saying like hey I have this eating disorder do you think maybe the way that you handle food gave that to me and Rena being like that's crazy no so I'm happy that Crystal brought that up my last <laughs> notes on Crystal is I found it incredibly creepy when her husband saw how short her skirt was I while getting out of the car and he said oh my lord a Christmas surprise Julia that is not y'all got something weird with old poor Rob he's just a dude doing his best I don't <laughs> Y'all hate on Rob. I hate Rob. Is it because he's a goofy guy? He's just a goofy guy. Leave him alone. Uh, I don't think he's that goofy. I think he's weirdly serious. Kathy Corner. Kathy. Our first Kathy Corner of the season. I'm so excited she's home. Oh, wow. My Kathy Corner is just filled with quaaludes because Kathy was high as balls at that first scene wearing cat sunglasses inside Kind of knocking things over. And by the way, I Googled it. Serving baked potatoes with caviar is a thing, apparently. I guess my Kathy corner is when she calls Crystal an emerald elf that she just wants to put a little hat on. See, I found this comment to be like Kathy's, the wheels in her head are turning. Because we found out when we were with Kyle (laughs) that Kathy needs to hire an elf. I mean, her hands hurt. Because she's been wrapping so many presents. So I think when she saw Crystal, she thought, little elf, little elf. My prayers have been answered. (laughs) Yes, exactly. And that's my Kathy Corner. Oh, I love it, Julia. And as I said in my tagline, Kathy does not have a phone. No, Kyle, she doesn't have a phone for you. Oh. Kathy has like 800 phones. You're telling me that one of those billions of assistants doesn't have a phone for her? She just doesn't answer Kyle's phone. Whatever number Kyle has is not her actual number. It's funny, though, that like she will still comment on Kyle's Instagram to call her. Because <laughs> she doesn't remember which so, like, phone number Kyle has. Her way of fucking with Kyle is not answering her. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
final, final thought, I get no Zaza Zoo on Asher and Diana's relationship. Um, I was not on board with the Asher is just one of the gay men that Bravo Housewives marry. Never mind. Take all that back. That man's mm. hair was tousled and curled. He said that he would like to switch suits with Lisa Rinna. And he was like weirdly bossy at this Christmas thing. I have Asher mm-hmm. on my fucking list now. He went from being like nobody I remembered to all of a sudden I like hate him with Michael Darby levels. If he switches suits with Rinna, then Crystal's husband gets another holiday surprise. I think that's a great transition for Southern Charm. Mm-hmm. No, Juliet. No. Mm-hmm. This week we got. Mm. Did you notice? We did. Oh get my a gosh! Mm. That's we so only funny. got the. Mm. Mm. All right, Southern Charm. We got big news this week. Shep and Taylor finally broke up. Thank the Lord. And it has made watching all this so much easier. I honestly think I disagree. Though the internet has told us they've broken up, neither of them have deleted any couple's photos off their Instagram. And I think that this is just like the pregnancy scare is just another ruse in her trying to like kneel down Shep. Elizabeth, your hand is raised. Counterpoint. They broke up a, a long time ago. They broke up before this season even wrapped. Oh, this is so a this, full-time job. So yeah. this has been bullshit this entire time. So it's not like you're going to delete a bunch of people off your Instagram when it hasn't been real this whole time. They hung out with each other on the 4th of July. Yeah, for their Instagram because they're promoting. Look at Taylor's Instagram. Every picture with Shep, she is selling something. Okay. They broke up a long time ago, mm. and you would not have clicked her profile if you knew that they had broken up while you were watching this I season. would have unfriended her. She's a boring watch. My counterpoint, Shep has been, like, within the past couple weeks even, like, offhandedly, like, referencing Taylor in his tweets in a way that, like, you would presume they're still together. And Shep's right. not in it for the followers, baby. <laughs> Shep's I... not selling anything on Twitter. I think we're two to one on this, Elizabeth. May the best man-woman win. We'll never know. We will, though. <laughs> I don't think so. Time will tell. My my big theory is that Taylor got this episode that we saw this week in advance, and that was the straw. Okay, I want to bring something up about this episode, and then I'm going to backtrack to my second conspiracy theory. Perfect, because I have a few mm-hmm. of those. So too. Craig says, you keep cheating mm-hmm. on her when you leave town. What's mm-hmm. that word keep about? Did you see Austin's yep. reaction to that? He was like, you've just broken bro code, Bitch, bro. you just said it. Exactly. Because mm-hmm. Austin knows. He's like, I can't believe you said that on And Which is why we love Craig. Okay, continue. I know. Craig, how is Craig the best out of these guys? Ugh. Elizabeth, I we've know, been saying. We've been I telling know. you. At the end of this episode, while they're at the bowling alley, Shep buys a girl that he's talking to while he's waiting for the bartender to come a drink. And I was thinking, like, okay, let's pretend he's not drinking. I'm just thinking about me and my partner. I would be not cool with that at all. Like, there's one thing, like, oh, you're talking to a bachelorette party, and you get them all a drink, and you walk away. He is chatting up a woman and buying her a drink. That's fucking weird behavior. And I'm not, like, somebody who's going to be like, oh, my God, that's cheating. That's just a weird thing to do, and the people in my life would Matt would never do that. Your husband, Julia, would never do that. I think how common it is is shown by Austin and Craig's reaction to, oh, you know, like, they yeah. do not track that. 
Alex, would you ever buy a rando a drink at the bar? No, and certainly not with a whole camera. <laughs> Mostly <laughs> that last part, am I right? <laughs> In a segment about you being unfaithful to your girlfriend. Nor would I say, while bonding with this person, have you ever woken up in jail? Me too. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> the funniest cutaway of all time. Okay, can I move on to my second conspiracy theory? Austin is here to move himself out of his parents' house that we're supposed to care so much about. And he's also here for a little business meeting. Austin gets all dressed up and leaves. And then he meets Craig and Shep later on in the bar. Theory. Austin went, sat in his car for an hour and a half, came out to the bar and said, Whoa, I just sold so much beer to undisclosed location. Did they have like a flashback to the guy who was talking to or no? No, this never happened. He sat in his fucking car and just like pretended to go to work. The lack of focus we had on his big pitch would be supporting evidence to your theory. Well, my theory is that Austin did go to a meeting, but of course he has like other people that are part of this business and Austin didn't say anything. He was like barely there. He might as well have he waited in his car. They <laughs> he doesn't yes. really remember what happened. He just remember the words top priority. I like the way that guy reacted to him that worked at that bar he went to, where he's like, hey, Austin, what do you want? A trop hop? <laughs> the way he yes. asked was so annoying. Oh my gosh. And then like, I have no real sympathy for Olivia. Ugh. But. Nope. Mm-mm, none. Uh, she but lost, she's, oh she's getting the world she deserves with that date, is all I've got to say. I have a final thought on Vanita and Olivia. Number one, Vanita's coming in a little too hot at the wrong times. Vanita's on the right side. She just has to wait for the opportunity. Don't go in hard mm-hmm. on Catherine saying, yeah, it's sad because like when people raise shitty kids, those kids raise shitty kids. Don't go hard on that. Wait for Catherine to say something fucked up and say, do you yeah. say that to your kids? She will do it. You just need to be a little patient to hone in on that. And See, I'm on total team Vanita. I think that she is so patient. It's insane. She How just, she can sit there with these oh, women. 100%. My tip of the hat to you. But my Vanita. point is they are saying like, on a scale of one to ten, about five, a five fucked up. They can get to eight. Mm-hmm. Just give them thirty-five more seconds, and then you can say, "Then you're gonna look like perfect." But she's going too hard mm-hmm. on them too soon, and they're not getting it. Mm-hmm. Where she will be a hundred and ten percent right instead of eighty percent right. And my backup was, "Oh, Olivia's fucking dead to me." When she said, "I heard you say that somebody was being racist." And I just had to walk away. Acting, she said, I shut down when I hear that word. Acting like Vanita calling she, somebody. I had no idea what she, she was, was talking She was acting about. like Vanita saying Catherine said something, ra- did something racist last year. was like. An affront to herself. It was like she on was. On behalf of all white women. That <laughs> Vanita had said like an N word mm-hmm. equivalent and offended Olivia to that point. Like the logic was so wonky. Like. You know exactly the conversations Olivia is having with her parents in her house. Mm-hmm. Well, what it is, is we have a smart cookie, Vanita, and we have a dumb cookie. And we all know who the dumb cookie is. Yeah, that's my problem with, like, poor Vanita's just got just got to sit a little. I know you got your amazing, like, plan. You just got to wait for them to fall into place. Because it will happen. Don't worry. It's a matter of when, not if. Mm-hmm. Something happened this episode that was very rewarding. As someone who's watched Southern Charm from the beginning, Shep has always had this tick where 
he sits with like one leg draped over, draped over the other and like his foot goes crazy. It's just like he, his leg won't stop shaking. And in this episode, it was addressed by Craig who said to him, your leg's going a little more than usual. Is everything good? We finally now know that that is an anxious mm-hmm. tick directly tied to Chef's feelings. So a very rewarding exactly. moment for me. You can now go on Celebrity Poker It would be great to go, do a full rewatch of Southern Charm this information. <laughs> All right. Are we ready for awards? Yes. Awards. I have two awards this week. If one of your awards is my award, I'm going to be so mad at you. We can all share. Okay, my first award is the Sweet Sweet Taste of Activia Money Award, which I award to, of course, Miss Jamie Lee Curtis, who will do anything for a handsome paycheck, saying that she loves to poop on national television for her Activia commercials or showing up on this shit of a TV show, Beverly Hills. But this was for the Children's Hospital, so... Julie, would you like a mug? It can keep things hot was, or cold. <laughs> I was Activia Jamie Lee Curtis. He was. Oh, I never <laughs> forget. It was a great year for Alex. All right. My second award is a previously given award by Mr. Alex. And I did have to text our little group chat to double check. I was right with what I thought. I was not. It is the uh, Gina and Dr. Jen Celebrity Hall Pass Award, of course, named after Gina and Dr. Jen of OC, who gave their Celebrity Hall Pass to Jimmy Fallon and to Sean Penn, of all people. I give this to Catherine of Southern Charm, who picked Hayden Christensen. If you're thinking, wait, why do I know that name? It's the guy who played Anakin Skywalker in the prequels of the Star Wars uh, trilogy. And um, a fun it, Google, he'll be more confusing now than he was back in his day. Jim, as your pick. Would you call him tall, dark, and handsome? No. I would call him none of those things. <laughs> and mysterious. That was one of my favorite moments of this week. It's just funny with these, like, who they who they pick as their hall passes. Who anyone picks as their hall pass. It's so, like, it, it shows them in such a fun new light. Just, like, picture Catherine watching the prequels. Because he's not in anything else. <laughs> he's only in the prequels. Alex, what's your award? All right. I've, I've got a new award for us to start using. It's called the Bravo Between the Bars Award. Named after Bravo Liberties who find themselves in jail after having won too many drinks, of course this goes, to Shep, the mm. inaugural award, who revealed to a fellow former convict that he has woken up in a jail cell before. From inside the bars to behind the bars. Bravo between the bars, a award that will be given many times over. And we could, you know, refer to the past and give it, you know, retrospectively. Can I give a third award, though? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd like to give it to Craig and mm-hmm. Paige, who Craig said, sorry, this is just the lawyer in me, as in he passed the bar, did he? And uh, Paige is Trump. Well, I'm Italian. We didn't even talk about it. Craig was trying to like, would you, could you with a fox to Paige about having a date with Naomi. Mm-hmm. So weird. Mm-hmm. And Paige implied that she would murder Good, good for Paige. My award that I can't believe you two did not do. Is the Jean Parmesan Award. An Arrested Development Award yet again? Arrested Development Award. And Jean Parmesan would hide in the goofiest places and pop out, delighting Lucille One on Arrested Development. I give the Jean Parmesan Award to, of course, Kenya, who just 
shows up, surprising everyone or no one. Interesting. And that's why you never send the trip itinerary. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for joining me. Thank you, Elizabeth. Anytime. You can catch new episodes of the Don't Be All Like Uncool podcast every Monday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Podbean. You can also follow us on Instagram at Like Uncool Podcast. Remember to rate, review, subscribe, and mention it all. Thank you.